Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we've got an awesome guest on the line this week. A little bit about this person. She's a business and marketing coach. She's a podcast host. She's a graphic designer and she's a sales funnel strategist. But most important, and the reason why I've got her on this podcast here, is she's the um, the host of the Course Creator Conference, which kicks off next week. I recommend every single person attend this. I'll put the link down in the show notes. It's a free event, so you've got no reason uh, not to attend. But anyway, without further ado, the one and only Tara Reed. Tara, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for coming on. You've got the big summit coming up next week. There's probably a million things you're you're planning to do and you're here with my me and my listeners. So thank you. And it's it's like super late over there. Where, where are you from, Tara? Let the listeners know where are you from and what's the time over there? I am in Ontario, Canada. And right now it's almost nine o'clock in the mm. evening. It's we're almost, um, you know, that's almost as far. We're almost as far away as we can get from each other. <laughs> it's 11 a.m. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think the furthest is actually Perth in Australia. If you're in Western Australia and you're in Eastern North America, it's literally like opposite ends of the world. You can go either way. With, to, if you're flying via plane, if you go that way or you go that way, it takes the exact amount same at the same time and you're exactly 12 hours apart. So it's 9 a.m. over there. It's 9 p.m. where you are. That's awesome. It's really fun when you gain time when you travel, but yeah. on the way back, if you lose that amount of time, it's not as good. <laughs> That's I'm going to the, um, the USA next week, right? And it's like I leave at you know 11 a.m. on today, and I get there at 11 a.m. today, so it's freaking awesome. <laughs> Um, but then the way back, I leave on like Sunday and get back on Tuesday, so that sucks. Mm. But um, hey. Enough about uh, my, my travel plans. Let's speak about you, Tara. Give the uh, listeners a bit of background. I know you do a lot of different things. So if you can just simplify it in like a minute or two, what is it you do? Yeah, so I have been an online entrepreneur for over 16 years now. Whoa, I've whoa, built... whoa, whoa. So you say over 16? <laughs> 16 years, yeah. Did, did you start when you were three? Is that? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, was, I was 20. So I'm I'm 36 now. So it's... Pretty much my whole adult life has been being a CEO and running my own business, which I really, really loved. I knew pretty quickly that corporate wasn't for me um, because I am a huge introvert. I just wanted to do my own thing, work on my own schedule. Um, and that was really what led me to entrepreneurship. My first business was actually a handmade jewelry business, which then moved into the services and helping other entrepreneurs with their business. So right now I'm definitely multi-passionate. I do a lot of things, obviously. I have a lot of digital products. I still have two businesses that I run kind of under the same umbrella. Um, and one thing I've really found is that a lot of my audience loves the fact that I have eight different revenue streams in my business. I always talk about that and how I have these eight different revenue streams. 
And one of the favorites, because a lot of my audience is also introverts like me, is they really love the idea of building digital courses instead of working one-to-one with clients or running live group programs. And that's why I really wanted to focus more on course creators and helping people create great courses because I'm also a course junkie. I've probably signed up and taken over 500 courses over the year. So I've seen... It broke. Did you say over five courses you've taken over the years? 500. Okay. No, it didn't break up. You actually said 500. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm some, being a multi-passionate, I love learning. So I love dipping my toes into different areas of entrepreneurship and marketing. So I love learning. And I found that being on that side of the course creation journey, there's a there's a lot of things that people do wrong or don't necessarily do right when creating a digital course, which is why I really wanted to focus on this with the course creator conference. Yes. And I can't wait to get into this. I'm obviously a huge fan of online courses myself. I kind of, actually, let's get that. Let's, let's chat about online courses in general, because me and Tara haven't chatted much. So we can, you don't mind if we chat on this podcast, do you Tara? Yeah, sounds good. I, I kind of stumbled into the online course world, right? My background is in fitness. So I was a fitness trainer uh, and I ran like a, a face-to-face boot camp and loved it. But I was reading like different books, you know, rich dad, poor dad, passive income, yada, yada, yada. Well, you're not even passive. I think it was just multiple streams of income. And I was like, you know what I could do? I could put together a course, you know, because my, my, my fitness boot camp was really good. You know, people were asking about me. I was attending other face-to-face courses and I'm like, oh, I think I can do this, this stuff, you know? And then I just weighed up the 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 things of face-to-face versus online. And I was like, well, if I do a face-to-face course, I'm going to have to find a venue. I'm going to have to hire out that venue. I'm going to have to pay that venue. going to have to do the marketing. And then, you know, if no one comes, I've lost the money on the, the, the venue, you know, and even worse, you know, if just one person comes, then like I actually have to teach it, you know, and I've probably lost, lost money as well. Let me look into this online thing. And I kind of just, you know, went one and the other and the other. And now I, I see a lot of, you know, advertisements online. Hey, be a high ticket coach, you know, do this, um, you know, this, this, this group programs and charge all this money and nothing against it. If that's, if that's that person's thing, but in terms of like a revenue stream, there's no better than an online course in, in my take. I think like, I think a lot of people, uh, who are revenue driven think that high ticket is the way to go. And I, I kind of disagree with that. Because I feel like if you do high ticket, well, look, you got to put a lot of effort into to making that sale. You're going to have to get on a phone call, probably multiple ones and objection handle and all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, you make the sale. There's probably going to be a lot of one-on-one time there. And, you know, people are going to ask you questions outside and it's a lot of work. But whereas the online course side of things, yes, okay, the, the one um, thing may not um, bring in as much revenue, but your time is unlimited. It's kind of like, especially if you're selling mainly via email or, or conferences as you do, Tara, it's kind of like, it's an endless side of things. So I, I love the online course side of things. Any um, take, what's your take on that? 
Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. I I love that you said that because I actually, one of my most popular emails that I've sent out to my list has been one where the subject line was why I will never charge high ticket. Mm. <laughs> and I, I feel the same way. I feel like a lot of people in the entrepreneur space are pushing high ticket. And that just seems like a lot of energy to me. And I'm very big on, um, maintaining my energy and I don't want to get locked into like this high ticket, high energy level program. I would much rather create digital products and courses that I can just sell as a self study course and help people and give them extra support if needed. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's no way I could have created as many offers and digital products as I have if I focused on high ticket and those energy, high energy, um, programs. Cause yeah, high ticket is just not for me. I, I love evergreen, um, yeah. as an introvert, if I get yeah. sales that just come in through an evergreen funnel for a course, that is the best type of oh. mail to receive. You can't beat it. And it's like, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, this might be a bit controversial. I think that high ticket coaches are people are, are doing that because they're not good enough to be online course creators, right? And also sell those online courses as well. It's easy to, I shouldn't say it's easy. It's like creating the course is one thing, but creating it to sell is another thing as well. But I feel like if you asked anyone in the high ticket space, hey, you can make as much revenue as you're making now, but you can do it without doing any work. What would you prefer to keep doing what you're doing? Or, (laughs) you know, like no one's going to say, oh no, I'd I'd love to. Yeah. And obviously like um, there's elements of that people may like as well. But it just in terms of the model, I think there's no comparison. But anyways, let's dive mm-hmm. into the um the conference. So I saw it online, Tara. A couple of my friends are presenting. And I saw it like, I was like, oh my God, what's this? Why have I not heard about this? You know, this sounds <laughs> all because I'm also a conference junkie. That's what I'm heading to Singapore for on the weekend to go to a, a conference there. And that's what I'm heading to the USA for, to go to traffic and conversions and funnel hackers. So I was like, these are like my two favorite things, like the course creators and, and conference as well. You know, I got to click on this or something. And then I think you hit me up the next day and I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Yes. I'd love to to promote it and and, and affiliate. So let, let me know about that story, Tara. When did this come about? Why did it come about? Let us know about that. Yeah. So I think it was, it was probably after the last virtual summit that I ran in April um, for introverts. I ran it at the time I was feeling pretty low energy. So I actually ran it as a completely evergreen. There was no live components. And afterwards I did get some feedback that people really missed that and wanted more live networking. And I was like, I know I get it, but as an introvert, I just couldn't do it at that time. Um, So I started thinking about my next event and I started thinking about A lot of the people that I've worked with as a client through my group programs, a lot of the stuff I teach is about like evergreen sales funnels and email marketing and passive income or semi-passive income because no income is totally passive. Um, 
you know and what? I, actually, actually, can we spend a minute there? Because I think that's a good mm-hmm. good discussion. Because I yes, I almost sit on the. Let, let me know your thought on that. Why would you say no income is a hundred percent passive? I feel like because you have to put some effort into it. So even, um, I feel like there's mostly passive where it's yeah. like you're maybe doing affiliate marketing in an evergreen piece of content, like a blog post, you just throw the link in there because it makes sense. Um, and if you get a sale through that, then it is semi-passive, but you still spent the time to actually create that blog post and get traffic to it. Um, and then there's semi-passive. So I'm, I actually do a lot of speak guest speaking at other mm-hmm. summits and conferences, and I'm always an affiliate for those. So any affiliate sales I get through that, I'm like, it's not totally passive because I still have to send emails. I still have to plan when I'm going to send these emails to my list and post on social media. So it's definitely more passive than selling your own stuff, but it's not totally, totally passive. Like some people like to say it is. Yeah. 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 Well, to you, my take, right. I think there's one exception, right. And I think I'm, I, I maybe want, I don't do it myself, but I do it for other people. Right. So let's say in my business, fitness education online, I'll essentially sell other people's courses, right? So they'll create a course or I might even help them create the course or, or whatever it may be. Uh, and then I've got the big database of fitness professionals. So I'll sell their course um, to my list, right? Not passive for me. I'm still doing the, you know, I'm still doing the selling mm-hmm. and I built the list and all that. But I think it's a, it's pretty close to 100% passive for them. Yes, they had to do the work at the start, but I think everyone understands you got to, you know, do, do that work at the start. Um, but after that, it's a hundred percent passive for them, right? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's pretty passive. And then I would say like definitely evergreen too, because they didn't expect it. It just yeah came through. Um I'll tell you another story on that. I'll tell you sorry, you don't mind if we go off tangent a little bit, yeah? No, no, feel free. I love talking about anything marketing course related, awesome, entrepreneurship awesome. related. So it's all good. So because just saying that, I'm like, hold on. That's that's about as passive as it can get, right? Would you would you say it can, like what's your what's your take? That's it for them. I know not for me, but for them, would you say that's about as passive as an income you can get? Yeah, I would I would say so, especially if they didn't like provide you any affiliate like swipe copy or graphics nah. that they spent time creating. If it was nah, just nah. you sharing it, then yeah, then yeah, they got a good deal, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm in the process of doing that in another niche. So I've got a friend of mine who's a nurse. Shout out Rory if you're if you're listening. Um and I'm like, Rory, let's just do the same thing, man. Like what I'm doing here in fitness professional, because he's got an audience of nurses, right? I'm like, man, go and find nurses that are heavy that have a specialty 
you know, get them to create a course or help them create a course or I can help them create a course. That's the, that's not the hard part. All right. You can do that. And then, you know, you sell their courses to your audience at a 50% split. And he went out and spoke to a few people and he's like, oh, John, no one's going to do it for 50-50. They want like, you know, 70-30 or like 65-35. And I'm like, come on, man. These people are like, they're doing nothing. It's kind of like, do you want free money every single month in your bank account? You know, or do you not? So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, you'd agree, right? No way. We, yeah, we... yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, you know, sorry, c- continue on on that tangent. So, you know, you had you finished your your conference. It was a bit more of a passive kind of thing. You had some feedback saying we want some some live stuff. How did that lead to the the course creator? Yeah, and I, I felt like a lot of people were really like when I talk about my multiple income streams. So many people in my audience were really wanting that evergreen course sales on autopilot through an evergreen sales funnel and marketing. And I felt like, okay, I can really help people with the marketing piece, but creating a course being on both sides of it, like having access to so many courses and going through them. I know that like, there's a lot more help that people need with creating a course that is actually good. Mm. Um, or there's also a lot of people in my audience who I know are multi-passionate as well. So maybe they struggle with which one idea to focus on to create into a course first. Um, so that's where I really started thinking, like, I, I want to do something where I can bring other experts together and really dig into everything involved with creating a course. So, I mean, we're we're not just talking about creating it. We're talking about pre-selling it, marketing it setting up sales funnels for it. Um, I think there's, there's a presentation on even turning it into a private podcast. Um, like we, we've got live launch strategies, evergreen strategies, because I know a lot of people love live launches, but they're, they've never been my favorite. I really prefer the evergreen just as an introvert. So I really wanted to touch on every type of information that you really need, depending on how you want to, launch and sell your course. Awesome. And you've got how many speakers you got there or how many sessions? Um, I think there's 18 speaker presentations. And then we have, I think, seven pre-recorded panels where I asked some really hard questions and they all answered and gave such, I've just been editing the, the pre-recorded panels and it took me twice as long to edit them because I ended up watching through everybody's answer as I was doing the editing. But, um, and then we also have a live panel or a live networking event every day as well. So I got to ask, that sounds like a lot of work to put together. Was this a lot of work? Was this easy for you? Is this your specialty? Let us know a little bit about that process, even, even kind of like, cause there may be someone listening that wants to like do it in their field. Right. What does the, mm-hmm. the pro, what did the process kind of, and you've obviously done it multiple times before, so it's easier for you, but like, even for yourself, what does that process look like? Yeah, it's definitely gotten a lot easier. I know that the first one I did, I did about six to seven months of planning before yeah. it actually went live. And yeah. I think um, they usually say about three to six months, but I gave myself extra time just to yeah. make sure I had everything checked off and ready to go. But um for anyone listening who maybe wants to do a virtual event, they are a lot of work. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie about yeah. that. They are a lot of work. There's a lot of 
pieces around it because you have speaker communication, affiliate communication. Um, for this one, we even have sponsors. So then there was sponsor communication, making sure that we checked everything that we had to do for our sponsors to get them um, a return on their investment. And then the attendees and all of the uh, free ticket, VIP ticket, all of the access and stuff. Um, so there's a lot of moving pieces, but I do think one thing that helped me for the first one, especially like create a system and really make it so it could be streamlined for the next event was um, a program called Summit in a Box. Mm. It is amazing. <laughs> I definitely could not have done them, done virtual events at all without that. Yes. And uh, I've connected. What's the uh, woman's name that runs that program? Uh, Krista Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a few chats with her on social media. I think she's sponsoring your summit, right? Did I see that? Yes, she is. Yeah. 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 yeah she's yeah. our she's our gold um sponsor for the conference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess even with what did, did you start with the topics? Did you start with the speak? Like were you like, all right, these are the topics I need. Let me go out and find a speaker that can do each one of these. Or were you like, all right, let me find a bunch of people that I want to speak and ask them to do a topic? What what did that look like? Um, for past ones, I've usually done like, okay, these, these are the kind of topics that I want to have covered. Um, so if I can find somebody that really specializes in this, then I'm going to reach out and pitch them. Um, but this one, it did come together really quickly. So I just put a call for speakers out to my email list and in a couple of Facebook groups. And I had over, I think it was 125 applications. Ooh. So. <laughs> I actually only pitched two people because we had so many awesome people who just applied to be a speaker or a panelist. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's give it a bit of a plug, Tara. Every single person listening to this is going to be a course creator or a potential course creator. Sit well, first of all, it's free. So even get the free ticket, if, if nothing else, you've got nothing to lose. Like even if you don't end up coming, like it takes five seconds to register and put your email in and maybe you get some free minutes and, and watch it or whatever. Um, but give it a bit of a sell anyway, because time is valuable, right? There's going to be people that are mm -hmm. like, oh, I've been to these webinars before or summits or whatever. And do I really want to go for another one? Give it a bit of a, a pitch, Tara. Why should someone attend uh, the conference? Yeah, I think the big difference with this one, especially, is that there, I'm I'm not a big fan of fluff content. So every yeah. single presentation panel, it's very actionable and strategic, um, especially the panels. Like I ask super hard questions of everyone on the panels. Um, and I, I feel like it's both for aspiring course creators, like day one is really for aspiring course creators, it's all about creating your first or your next digital course and making it one that is actually going to sell and is going to get your students results. And then day two, it's really for either current course creators or people who just hate selling. So it's all about marketing and actually getting sales for your course and pre-selling because I, I love pre-selling, making money before it's even created. Oh yeah. And then day three, we focus a little bit more on advanced strategies. So people who have maybe been creating courses, have been creating courses for years, have a good amount of income coming in, uh, but really want to scale it up even further and create kind of a digital course empire. And we also have the networking event. It's an hour and a half live networking event where you can, we're going to have breakout rooms where you can be put in a room with like 
depends how many people show up live, but maybe like five to 10 other course creators and those type of rooms and the connections that you can build are just so impactful and so huge. So even if you can't attend, I know it's a lot, like I attend a lot of summits too. I think there's five other ones I'm signed up for this month, (laughs) but what I recommend doing is just take a look at the schedule, just make note of which presentations are really relevant for you right now that you want to watch within the 24 hour free period that you can watch it. And even if you can't get to all the ones you wanted, we have, um, for accessibility, we have transcripts. So you can even just go in and download all the transcripts and you'll have those forever. Awesome. I'll give my take for summit. So I I'm a huge fan of learning as well. That's why I'm in the, the online course space. And I love conferences, like one of my favorite things to do. There's a few reasons why I'd I'd, uh, recommend everyone attend this. I haven't seen another one just for course creators. Have you, Tara? Have you seen like another summit or conference? Like I know there's marketing ones, there's sales ones, there's, you know, click funnels ones or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I've seen a summit, not for years anyway, just on course creation. Have you? Are you yeah, I you're, you're, can't honestly think of one, um, which is weird because it's such a huge thing in the online space to create courses. And it's such an amazing income stream. And there's so many helpful resources for creating a course, but there's not actually live events or summits. Yeah. That, that's why I was so excited when you when I saw yours. I was like, this is awesome. Like I'd never... Because like, otherwise you're almost kind of trying to like, like I'm going to, I think I mentioned, you know, traffic and conversions of funnel hackers and it's great. It's going to be a lot of good info. It's not necessarily specific for course creators. You know, there's going to be people, Hey, you do high ticket. Here's what you do. Hey, you do e-commerce. Here's what you do. You know, Hey, you do fitness. Here's what you do or whatever. Right. Like to have something so specific just for course creators is an amazing opportunity for everyone to come. And there's obviously webinars here and there, but most of the webinars are just people trying to sell their own stuff, right? Which is fine as well. Uh, But there's a difference between attending a 45-minute webinar from someone trying to pitch you something or or attending a three-day summit with multiple different things going on there. Um, Or the other kind of webinars you see are from the course platforms. And once again, yes, they're good Mm -hmm. platforms. They're good, you know, it's good content, but it's usually just a one day thing or a one hour thing. And they're just pushing their, their kind of software. So that's why I'd recommend everyone here go. There's nothing more like specific. If you're a course creator, it's like a, like over here in Australia, we've got a big fitness convention that we go to every year. And it's kind of like a place where every fitness professional goes and you see what's going on in the industry. And it's almost like if you don't go to that, you're four behind, Right. That would kind of be my advice for the listeners here. Just come across, even if you don't, you know, even if you know 99% of the stuff, there might be the 1% of the one thing that you didn't. And by going there, that takes your business to the next level. All it takes is one idea and that can make you a million dollars. So that's, mm-hmm. that's why I reckon that's the major reason why I recommend go. Um, but on top of that, it's also great to see other people in the industry. Like some of my favorite things to do is like, I'll go to a, a conference and then I'll see someone and I'll be like, that's awesome. I'm going to go and buy that person's program because, you know, the, the like usually we, I'm not sure about, I haven't been to, you know, your one, I'm not sure, but most of the ones I go to, the sessions are, you know, 30 minutes, maybe an hour. There's only so deep you can go on one topic in that time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time that speaker will have a course or a program. 
And it can be like, okay, this opened my eyes. Great. Now I'm going to go deeper down that and, and learn a heap of that. And you wouldn't have even known about this thing if you didn't go to the conference. Um, and then even just, even just collaborations from there. Like if you're a course creator and, and that person's in a space, you may see that person be like, oh, that could be a good person I collaborate with. So yeah, I recommend every course creator go. We'll, we'll put the link in the, the show notes. Um, there's a few questions I like to always finish up with Tara, not not specific to the, the conference. And the first one is around mentors. So you're obviously a mentor for plenty of people out there that want to get better at, at sales and marketing in the online world. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. And if you could answer this in a few different ways, if you could give us a paid mentor, so someone that you've paid money to, you've done their course or their program, an unpaid mentor, so someone that you haven't paid, but you follow them on social, you listen to their podcast, read their blogs, whatever it may be, uh, and a book that you recommend every online entrepreneur slash online course creator should read. So paid, unpaid, book. Okay, so paid, I would probably say Elizabeth Goddard. Um, she runs a amazing program called Profitable Playground, and it's all about looking at your business as a playground. Like she's the queen of multiple offers, which really resonates with me being a multi-passionate and having so many offers. Um, and I really just love everything, everything she does. Um, so that's definitely the paid one. Um, unpaid, I would probably say another multi-passionate that I really look at a lot of her content is probably Jenna Kutcher. Mm. Um, so her Facebook group is probably one that I'm most not active in. I, I more just read everything, <laughs> just consume it. Um, her blog, her podcast. Um, so probably that. And for book, I would say the book that really made the difference for me was profit first. Mm. Um, I'm not good with money. Mm. <laughs> and um, when I first started at like age 20, I really wasn't focused on paying myself. I think it also was because like I started my first business as a handmade jewelry brand, like it was kind of a hobby as yeah. it started out and then it grew into six figures. And so I didn't really didn't know what I was doing. So profit first, definitely. <laughs> yes. Good tips. I, um, Elizabeth Goddard is, is on my Facebook profile. I'm, you heard when you mentioned, I was like, I think I've heard that. And I saw she made a post the other day and I'm like, I don't know how we became connected, but somehow she, she's on my <laughs> Facebook. So now I'll, I'll watch her post there. Jenna Kutcher. I, I haven't, followed her a lot. I see her name everywhere. I think she's got the number one podcast in the the online marketing space. Whenever I'm mm -hmm. doing my research, she's always number one. I don't know how much she gets. And she's actually going to be at Funnel Hackers Live next month. So or next week. So I'll, I'll see her live. Um, oh, that's awesome. Profit First, one of my favorites too. And I had a guest on here last week who gave that exact same book recommendation, Jarks Hopkins. If you're listening on the podcast, I'm going to bump Tara's up. So her podcast will come out before his because you know, the event is on Monday. Um, but he recommended that book as well. And it's like a a game changer for, for people like us that, that um, let me think how I put it. I just, like when I started in business, Tara, I had no idea. Like I'd, I'd pay myself into the business account and I'd just pay the expenses out of that account. And then I'd be like, oh, I'll leave a bit of money in there because I know I'm going to have to pay taxes one day. So I'll give myself a buffer. <laughs> Oh yeah, that account's building up, so I might withdraw some money now. And like, it was a—I'm going to say it was a nightmare. It kind of worked at the time, 
but it's really hard to grow a business like that, you know, and then you get hit with mm. a tax bill and then you got to pay it. And then you're like, Oh, should I pay? Should I, you know, invest in this thing here? Or is that too much money? But, and just to, to let the listeners know as well, the, I'm just going to simplify the, the book for the listeners, right? Obviously listeners, I recommend go out and get the book, but the moral of the story is essentially like, you know, pay yourself into a business account, but then divvy it up into different things, you know? Hey, you know, I get paid, whatever I made, I made whatever it is, $10,000 this month here. Great. Straight away. I'm going to pay myself X amount or X percentage. Um, straight away. I'm going to put X amount into taxes straight away. I'm going to put X amount into um, ex um, expenses for next month or whatever. You know, there's, there's a whole formula behind it, but the simplified version is that, and it just makes th makes things so much easier. It's like, if you have a bad month, you don't even feel it as much because you're like, well, you know, everything just I'll spend a little mm -hmm. less next month. I'll, you know, spend, save a little less for, for tax or whatever. Um, and the other key thing I like that changed my life about that book is the always taking the, the payments out the first of the month or something, you know, the fourth of the month or whatever. Like that was game changing for me. Like it, for the listeners, one of the principles is um you know try and get all your direct debits to come out on the one date or max you know two dates and for me that was so helpful because it's kind of like at the start of every month i transfer um i think what do i do, I do about 40 percent into expenses right and then all my regular expenses subscriptions whatever comes out early in the month and then i know how much i've got to play with the rest of the month and that's just such a relief as opposed to not not knowing when things come out. So mm -hmm. I love that. Um, next question, Tara, is around online course platforms. So there's so many of them out there, right? I'm curious to hear which one you use for your courses or which one your favorite is. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Um, I probably at one point or another tried them all. <laughs> so um, I'm actually using Thrivecart's Learn platform now just to keep everything yeah. in one because I've always used Thrivecart um, for my checkouts and funnels and tripwires and all of that stuff. So once they came out with the Learn platform, even though the month before they came out with learn, I had actually just built my own course membership dashboard on my website. And I was oh. like, Oh, but I ended up moving it again. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Well, let's, you know what, let's spend a minute here as well. Cause that, it's an interesting one. Thrive cut learn. Let, let me know. What, what are your thoughts, Tara? Uh, oh, actually, let's go back a step. Just course platforms in general. Which ones have you tried? Which ones do you like? Which ones do you don't like? Tell us about kind of your, your journey there with course platforms. Um, I think the first one I tried was Teachable with my very first course. Um, then I tried Thinkific. I tried New Zendler. I tried um, Kajabi, Podia. <laughs> 
And then the one that I built on my own website, that was through Access Ally. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've, I've tried them all. I've, I feel like for me, I found the, my least favorite was actually Kajabi. I just, oh. I could never get into the interface and how things were laid out. I don't know what it was. I'm also like, I went to school for website design and I just uh, found like it was super hard to actually design the way I wanted it to look on Kajabi. Yeah. So that was the reason for me. But as a student, I love Kajabi. I mm -hmm. love how it's all tied to one login. I have the one app where I can log in and I get everything through Kajabi that I've signed up for. So I do love it as the student, but not for my own courses or program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Kajabi is my favorite, you know. Um, the, the down point is the price. I think it's it's mm -hmm. significantly more expensive than the rest of them. That's why um, for most course creators starting off, I wouldn't recommend it. Even though I think it's pretty good, it's still a little too expensive for the start off. So that's why I usually mm -hmm. recommend uh, New Zendler to start with. Uh, I'm not a massive fan of Teachable and Thinkific. I find that they, they, I think they're really good for the actual course side of things, but I think they lack a little in like the funnels and the the sales pages, and they usually don't have a lot of email marketing. You, would you agree with that? With those, yeah, 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 definitely. And then I think I like, I like Zenler and Kajabi because I think they're a bit more all rounded. Um, mm -hmm. I I do prefer Kajabi to New Zenler, but New Zenler is just so much more affordable. So I think it depends where you are on on that there. Uh, in saying that, I think it gets to a point, like I think if you're a new course creator, it's better to start with an all-in-one. You know, have your courses, your marketing, your email. It's just so much less to, to worry about, right? But I think once you get more advanced, then you go back to separating again because you're kind of like, you know what? Kajabi's email is good, but active campaign is so much better. You know, I'm going to put my email over there, you know, or like Kajabi's checkout is good, but Thrive Carts is so much better, you know? So then you kind of end with a bit of a Frankenstein. Um, but I think it's okay at that stage because you know what you're doing. It's overwhelming at the start. You know, like I, my ideal would be Thrive Cart for the checkout, Kajabi for the hosting, active campaign for the email. But I wouldn't recommend anyone start off like that. You know, I recommend everyone just start off with with the one. But I think that would be my ideal. What, what about you, Tara? Yeah, I, I definitely agree that starting with an all-in-one is going to be so much easier. And learning, especially if you're learning a new system, having to learn one instead of two or three um, is going to be so much easier. And it's also going to probably be a better experience for students too, because it's all in one. So there's not going to be like hiccups. You're not going to have to worry about setting up zaps or integrations oh. between everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And now Thrivecart learn. So I thrive, I love Thrivecart. I was a late adapter. I started off with Samcart, right? I think Thrivecart is better. And the deal I got on Samcart, I pay a hundred dollars a month. Thrivecart I bought for $500 lifetime access. I've wasted so much money on Samcart. So for the <laughs> listeners, don't make the same mistake. Thrivecart is better and cheaper. You used Samcart at all, Tara? No, I never did. I have a few um, affiliate programs that use Samcart. That's I'd log in there, but I've never used it. It's not, not as good as Thrivecart, right? 
even from your your affiliate versions? Um, I wouldn't think so. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So yeah, definitely not the the offers that I've bought through it for sure. And yeah, I love that now Thrivecart has Learn attached oh. to it because I mean I can host my courses and all my digital products without a monthly fee too, which is great. I, I was like you as soon as that came out, I'm like, damn it, it's two hundred bucks or something. I bought it for you know the Learn. I'm like, mm-hmm. take my money, even if I don't host it. I want that that option there. Um. I do on this business course creator community. I do now use um, learn as well, just for the the ease. Cause I'm always going to use the thrive and I'll just explain the listeners why I love the thrive cart checkout over new Zenla or I, I think Kajabi as well on new Zenla and on like teachable and think if you can that like if someone's going to buy, they need to create an account and log in first. And that's just so inconvenient for the buyer. You know, and especially if I'm selling to my warm list, they've probably got a freebie on there. They've bought a course before, you know, they can't remember their password. They forget their password, then leave the page or they press forget password and that goes to their junk and they never check it. And, <laughs> you know, there's just so much that can go wrong. Whereas Thrivecart, you just buy, you go on there and you buy, and then you, you create the thing later, you know? So I'm always going to use that. And then I'm like, you know what, instead of having just a zap to New Zenla, just going to host them on, on Thrivecart Learn, you know, it's just way, way better there. I haven't had a good look at the actual course platform on there. What, what's your thoughts, Tara? Good, the actual, like, I know for the carts and the sales and the affiliates is amazing, but from mm-hmm. the actual course side of things, is it as good as a Teachable or a Kajabi or? I think it's as good. I think, right. especially, I know they've rolled out even some new, like, design templates so they keep adding new features too which is great um and they're really customizable like you can really brand it how you want it to look which as a designer i love (laughs) yes awesome all right well tara that's pretty much all i wanted to get through today i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people listening to this they're like all right this woman is awesome she's doing these really cool things i'm definitely gonna attend the conference but i also want to follow her as well Where's the best place to to follow you? Is it Facebook? Is it your email list, your podcast? Where, where's the best place for people to connect with you? Um, I would probably say my email list um, is number one. Just I recently left Instagram. I just I finally had enough of it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, probably my email list is where I'm I'm the most active and sharing the most content. So if you go to uh, my website at theterrareed.com, I have a page full of free resources. There's over a dozen, I think, freebies. That, so if you sign up for one, um, you'll get on my email list and get all of my future good content. Awesome. I'll put that link in the um, show notes. Uh, and give your podcast a plug as well, Tara, because people listening to this, they're podcasters. You know, can't, you can never have too much good podcast to listen to. What's the, the name of your podcast? Yeah, my podcast name is Introvertpreneur. Um, so it's primarily talking about um, marketing for introverts, but I mean, really it's for anyone who just struggles with marketing in general, even you don't have to be an introvert. If you just want to learn other marketing methods that are maybe a little less stressful and less having to constantly hustle and put yourself out there all the time. Um, we also talk a lot about productivity, burnout, mindset, um, all kinds of things. And 
um, I've had some really incredible guests on too. Awesome. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to get through Tara. Is there anything I should have asked you, but forgot to, or anything you'd want to finish us off with? Um, I think I, I just had one question for you because as we were talking about Thrivecart, I'm curious, did you sign up for ConvertBox when they bought that and rolled that into their product suite? No, I don't even know what ConvertBox is. I think I see it on their website. What is ConvertBox? Uh, so ConvertBox, it's a really intuitive little pop-up sidebar um, that you can really use to drive sales, drive opt-ins for your emails. Um, so they're like, I have one that's, for example, for my content marketing mistakes freebie. Um, so any blog post that I've written that has the word content in the title, it'll automatically pop up with that little no. box like, hey, you want to grab this? So you could use it for sales for certain pages or other stuff. But yeah, it's it's amazing. They bought that. I can't remember if it was earlier this year or what, but yeah, I grabbed that as a lifetime offer too. <laughs> yeah. You're like me. These lifetime offers are good, right? <laughs> what can I ask the price yeah. on that? I can't remember offhand. All right. Well, I love you can also use it right within Thrivecart checkouts too. Like if somebody goes to use your checkout and goes to close the window, you can have it pop up like, hey, are you sure you're not going to get this deal again or something like that? So it's really fun to Ooh. to incorporate that into your marketing. I think you've sold me and I might go on your, <laughs> you got a Thrivecart affiliate? Oh, actually I use my own affiliate link to, to I know you can't use your own affiliate links to buy it. Um, send, send me an affiliate. All right. I will send you that. Yeah. I am a affiliate for ConvertBox. I know I'm still waiting for the affiliate um, for Thrivecart. I've been waiting for two years and I'm I'll still. Give you, I'll give you approved. a tip. I'll give you a tip. That was me. And I followed, I don't know if this will work for you, but this worked for me. I was like, I, I applied and then, you know, it was maybe three months or something. And I emailed them. I'm like, Hey, it's been three months. Like what's going on? And they're like, yeah, as you can understand, it's a popular, you know, platform. A lot of people, you know, we only really take, you know, we, we take, you know, we, we, we take a lot of time um, and we only select, you know, like, is there any reason why we should, you know, push you to the front? And I was like, well, look, I've, I've got a podcast. It's got X amount of downloads. I've got a Facebook group. It's X amount of members, you know, so I'd love to, I've got an email list. It's X amount of long. I'd love to promote it to them if you allow me. And then like the next week they allowed me. So I was like, sick. Oh, that's so, so maybe do that. Awesome. Up, yeah, I will definitely do that. <laughs> leverage the conference. Say, hey, you know, I've got a conference. I'd love to promote Thrivecart in there, you know, but I'm actually not an affiliate. Is there any way you could get it in the next couple of days? And, you know, they, they might bump it up for you. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I will definitely do that yeah, yeah. right away. And for the, and for the listeners, <laughs> yeah, it's been two a years. Good... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, unless I emailed them, I would, would have been the same. Awesome. All right, Tara. Well, hey, thanks very much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get this, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show. <laughs> 